Welcome, everyone, to episode number 37 of Free Market Screen Earth. I am Nikki P here, as always, with my good friend, the Liberty Hippie, Ben. How are we doing today, Ben? What's up, man? Doing good. How are you doing? Uh, we're freaking out because we're trying a whole bunch of new stuff, trying to make life as complicated as possible. Too much new stuff at one time is no good for anybody, but uh, we'll do it. But it's fun for me to I, stretching myself, I guess. I just, I just love the people out there. Right. Now that it's live, I have to pander to them, right? Isn't that how, how we do this thing? No, we don't pander. Okay. I'm still going to chop down the podcast episodes, so there's <laughs> that, but, you know, whatever. Um, so today's episode is going to be we is going to be in reference to an email that we received. So to let everyone out there know, if you send us emails or messages or whatever you want to do, we will get back to you and, you know. In, in, in our own time, in our own time. Yeah, you know, we've got other stuff we're doing. <laughs> Um, but we will get back to you and let you know what we think on things and make episodes about you. And so we got this particular email from a listener. There's someone who stumbled across us thanks to Mr. Mark Clare. Thank you, Mark, for putting people in touch with us. And his questions were actually about this thing that's going around now called the Farmer's Bill of Rights. And I, I anyone who follows the, the Facebook knows that I, I definitely have a concern for a lot of what goes on in agriculture. It's probably the thing that I think about most as far as the issues that plague us, in particular, anything revolving around monoculture, <laughs> things of that nature. But as I'm reading this and I'm feeling for the plight of farmers, I have a lot of questions about the things that they're asking for. And so many of them are, as you would imagine, things that are actually, they're asking for something to be fixed by something the government has already broken. Um, they're asking for things to, you know, rights to things that other people have. And I thought that'd be a good idea for me and Ben to kind of go through this list of nine, you know, rights that demands. farmers feel like. Well, in a lot of cases, it actually is demands. So I don't feel like that's an erroneous thing to say. So yeah. you want to start us off here? Uh, we actually, if you wanted to follow along, we have the list over at, uh, was it farmaction.us is what you said? Farmaction.us. And then, uh, I don't know, there's a little bit of back backslashing in there, but uh, I think when you go there, you can actually just click on over to it um, if it doesn't pop up already but uh, you know it's one of those things I think like anything before we get into it that uh, when you read this it sounds like we have all these farmers that are are on board with this thing they're making these demands and and you know if these demands are met all these people are, are going to be angry it's not really the way it works you know there's there's some farmers out there that are upset about this there's and there's some that, that sign on to this, and there's some that are upset and don't agree with this this Bill of Rights, no doubt. Um, so you know, it kind of I don't know, take it take it for what it's worth, but it's uh, it's curious. Anyway, the first one on the Farmers' Bill of Rights is uh, the right to fair and open markets. It says there must be open competition in the marketplace to buy seeds, fertilizer, and other goods, and to sell produce, livestock, and meat in an open marketplace. It's become nearly impossible for independent farmers, processors, seed suppliers, mechanics, and other rural businesses to compete with multinational monopolies. We need strong antitrust safeguards. <sighs> You're not going to get, see here, and here's one of the things. As I read this list, I'm like, I, I almost agree with everything. Like all yeah. of their points, I agree with them. The problem is, is that the things that go along with those that are that I don't like. Um, I think that they're they're taking them someplace else. So I'm looking at fair open markets. Great. So 
the last thing you want to do is go and get government involved. Then it's not an open market. At best, it's a managed market. And hence why we have so many of the problems that we have in our, right. our global system as it is, because everything is managed markets, nothing is free markets. But when you when you look at that, right, this, this competition, and there must be open competition in the marketplace, right? Um, it's become nearly impossible for independent farmers, processors, seed suppliers, mechanics, all these people to do do business because of multinational monopolies. Why why are those monopolies in there in in the first place? Right? Why why is it so hard for me to uh, butcher a, a cow on my property and bring it to the farmers market? It's not because Monsanto. Monsanto didn't do that. Bayer didn't do that. No, that's 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 Uncle Sam. Thank you. Anything international go? There's so much management. Like like I said. Free trade, and especially at a global level, doesn't exist. Everything is managed trade. And the reason it's managed the way it is is because somebody has control of the pockets of somebody who has the control to say yes or no. Every, everything needs to be filed. Nothing happens without government consent at an international level. And so you're just they're just asking for people to, hey, do this for us. Make, make special treatment for us. I would love to see an open market. Yeah. For sure. But I think an open market also means we need to take away all of the subsidization that has caused it to get as out of whack as it is right now, too. Yeah. I mean, when you when you look at when you look at it all from from Monsanto size down on to uh, your, your hobby farmers, there's there's subsidization in there. Right? It's built in. It's it's baked into it and it's there. And, you know, some of your, your little guys might not take advantage of it, but they could. And, and when you do that. You know, as we all know, it uh, it buggers things up real good. It doesn't allow for any anything free or open, so or fair and open as they call it. Sorry. All right, let's. Uh, obviously, the, the first we're, we're already finding quibbles on number one. It can't possibly be everything to quibble with in this, right? No, couldn't of possibly. Not. Of course not. So we've got a right to feed our community. I mean, first off, what does that mean? Like, you have an obligation to feed your community and whatever it takes to do that. It means you go to the ocean and you harvest algae and you feed everybody algae and done. End of story. I mean, I don't, what if I don't want to eat algae? <laughs> what if I want to eat something else? Exactly. Right. It's one of those, right? Right. And these are they're all the same thing. And it's words and it's definitions. And, you know, what does that mean? Right to feed our community. It means you have the ability to take your fucking hands and your money and your wealth to go out and collect food or trade for food or find things to feed your family. Now, if I were to suspect what this is actually getting at, I would suspect that it's because so many small farms are utilized for global food chains and those global food chains are take advantage, thanks to the same government involvement that we got from number one, to find, because they subsidize things that we don't need to use that land for shit that other people need. Yeah, nothing like turning corn into alcohol to put in your car it makes lots of sense right well corn is everything turn corn yeah. into everything that's why we grow more corn than anything else on the planet and and, and and i mean it all beats up the soil pretty good but uh corn is one that just just well, really was it corn is the main ingredient in doritos and coca-cola <laughs> some shit like that like literally everything you go and buy at the supermarket has corn in it and nice. that's not because corn is so versatile because, well, they needed to find uses for this thing that the government subsidizes people to grow. Yeah, you got so much of it, you got to figure out. Otherwise, it just uh, sits in those storehouses and gets mold on it. But uh, this is right to feed our community. Um, and it's, it's kind of curious because this is one that I won't agree with it necessarily, but there is some... I, I, 
yeah. You get where it's coming from, at least, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so multinational corporations uh, taking control of the food system. They've shuttered independent processing and distribution businesses, locking farmers out of their local market and denying U.S. consumers local and regional costs, uh, regional foods. Again, it goes back to the monopolies that are there that are, to some degree, created by the government, right? If I'm going to process a bunch of chickens, like, yeah, I'm going to take them to the place that, that can do it the quickest, that can do it the cheapest. And usually those places are the places that can process more chickens, you know? Um, but at the same time, that's that's totally pigeonholed by like the restrictions put out there by the FDA, by the USDA, by the government, by, by you know, you, you can only, you, know, you have to ha- have, when you look at like what it costs to build these animal processing plants, it's absurd. It's absurd. It, it cuts everybody out except for, you know. Did you watch that uh, doc- documentary that supersized me too that I, I posted a link to? I've not. I've not I watched it free, I've for free on YouTube, which is a good way to watch anything. Um, <laughs> apparently, they, they want you to see it. But you're watching this movie and like when it all gets to the end of it and they're talking about the way the whole system functions. And I'm sure you and me have talked about chickens in particular because of, you know, where you live. And how that particular <laughs> industry is affected by certain people in your state. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at this dude who's getting the lowest grade, even though he has the highest value chickens on the list. And it's all because he's being punished for opening his fucking mouth and stepping out of line. Now, the question is, well, why do you, why do you have to sell to them? Well, as you find out like through the movie, like literally he got a, an, e- an email at some point in there alerting him from the head of the guy who runs like the chicken lobby organization in Washington <laughs> that went out to all the people saying, hey, this dude's asking about if he asks anyone hears from him, let me know. You know, we need as much information as we can on him because, you know, given what he's done in the past and where he heard about it was is because he went to get a bank loan to buy chickens. And that's the thing. Every part of this process is literally controlled by the farming industry, the people that do all by the centralized buying by these large corporations and their their uh, what do you call a cartel, essentially locks, locks. It doesn't give you a route to sell the chicken anywhere else. Not in any way that's meaningful. So you have like a big enough farm, which they continue to force you to make more expensive farms. Mm-hmm. And then that's if you can get around the legal red tape that the government puts in your way from having a smaller farm. Like it, it, it makes it not cost effective. So to do it at scale, you have to sell to the big boys, but the big boys won't play with you unless you play ball with them. Yeah, it all goes back to that that government money and why the big boys are the big boys. You know? Well, because they have a big fucking lobbyist sitting there in Washington feeding pockets saying, hey, I need you to make sure this happens for us. When you have, when you have chicken wings out the wazoo, you can do just about anything, right? So so right to fair capital. <laughs> this is this is stepping into the libertarian zone here, isn't dun, dun, dun. it? So what is fair capital? Well, the first thing I would say is fair capital is probably not going to banks that are controlled by a banking system that answers to people like the aforementioned lobbyist in Washington, D.C. You know, a bank who calls the chicken organization to say, is it okay, and I lend to these people, is probably not <laughs> a fair capital system. But that's what you get in our capital system. It's not a fair capital system. It's not a capital system at all. It's it's a system perpetuated on theft and the fact that it's subsidized by a you know centralized body that's... <laughs> You know. Yeah, no, it's, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it, it's disturbing. This one, um, it, it kind of tore my, it, you know, you get to the end, we must ensure that all farmers, regardless of background, can access the credit and capital they need. To me, that that, that almost sounds like it's, it's one of those statements that kind of got us into the housing bubble, to agree, to, to a degree, right? That um, mm-hmm. 
no matter who you are, no matter your credit, no matter where you come from, no matter you know how much debt you have or how much money you currently bring in, um, you need to have access to more money. And maybe I'm misreading that, but to, to me, that's kind of you know where where I find it. Um, you know, like maybe taking a loan out from the bank to buy hundred head of cattle is not the wisest decision, and and the bank doesn't want to support that. But uh, I don't know. I have it kind of? I'm not. I'm not. I guess I'm not reading it. Sure. But, uh... Well, no. So here's the thing. Because of the way the system's set up, it, it, it's cartelized. It doesn't matter if you have a good farm if you're not playing ball in the system. That, that was the, the point. Like, this guy went to get a loan to buy some chickens, and then the bank called the chicken like lobbyist organization to make sure it was okay. Mm. Like, the banks won't loan you because you're not playing ball with the people that are lining their pockets in the first place. That's the problem. Like, you, the, the capital doesn't exist because the whole system is monopolized from the top. And that's, that is the Federal Reserve System, monopoly on the money. And I feel for people in that. It, it, it's tough to, especially, with, like I said, with something that you have to do at scale because all of the buyers are part of the system. You don't do it the way we tell you to do it. You can't do it. You know, the, the, that, that movie in particular was a guy, he's like wanted, his son has grown up in a fourth generation chicken farmer and he's like, there's, there's too much heartache. It, it doesn't go anywhere. I'm just deeper in debt to try and get what they, the buyers want, but there's no, they've monopolized the system so you can't go find other buyers. Yeah. And, and that's all, that's all government, that's all monopoly thanks to government. Like it doesn't happen without somebody stepping in and saying nobody else can enter this market oh of course i mean that's you know how this how this thing works right (laughs) that's what the government does that's the only thing that can tell people they can't open a market like the only thing that can tell you you can't sell anywhere is the government otherwise someone who could come in and compete so there's reasons these things that people aren't competing I think a lot of it does have to do with the scale because to go up and all of a sudden be the biggest chicken buyer in the country you'd have to Oh wait, have those contracts with China that the government had to approve. Yeah. The the one story that I want to really hammer home with this video is that I, I think in both of our cases we feel for farmers. Oh yeah. We think their appeal is misplaced. Like they're going to the very entity that is keeping them servile. Yeah, for sure. And I I hesitate to say it, but um, you know, I think to some degree farmers not that there needs to be less of them, but they need to be uh, more cognizant of where, where they're placing value, right? Like, and and that is distorted beyond any recognition by subsidies, you know. Exactly. Um, and it, and it's it's this. I don't know if if you know it, it, most people don't get that, or if it's just so entrenched that this is this is my way of life. This is what I grew up doing. This is what my family's done. This is where I am, and I need to just just do it. So you just kind of look the other way and accept that, okay, I'm, you know, this money is what, what makes it right or makes it equal or makes it uh, fair or whatever. I don't know, but it's. The subsidies are due, like everything functions off of price signals. And because of the subsidies, like there are no, no price signals that anyone understands anymore. None of it makes any sense. Right. So they, no one has any idea what prices actually should be because you see, you know, you take the government out of one industry, there's five ancillary industries that are going to be completely affected by that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, these farmers, have, they don't even have a way, they don't have a way to understand what the value of their product is on a market because it's, everything's messed up. Government interference can only cause distortions in market. It can't, it can't fix anything. It can only make it worse. Yeah. So a right to protect our natural resources. <laughs> what do you think about that one? I mean, I don't know. if a giant corporation wants to buy up land, operate a mega farm, you should give the same care to the soil, earth, and waters as our family farmers have for generations. I mean, 
look when 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 you boil it all down, when it all distills down to property rights and and where we are, whether they want to uh, li- live up to those uh, standards or whether they have to, you know, um, they will because you know when when you start to destroy and pollute and 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 make people sick from all your chicken crap in your giant barn that you know it's going to happen um but you know as we know now it doesn't work that way because it's it's they're, they're protected to a to a degree to a degree another cold carte blanche protected by the epa <laughs> um we yeah. all know where i feel on that <laughs> <laughs> it's true now so every every protection that we we should have or any recourse it's always comes down to recourse and we just discussed i think the past two podcasts is undermined by the fact that the government protects these organizations that do things that we don't agree with and things that damage us materially because we don't have the ability to stop them and say okay well financially like all all we have is boycott but boycott only goes so far like we there's only so much we can do with a boycott because you know as it is thanks to protections that they've been afforded they do control things that they would otherwise not control that's the thing that always boils down to with me is that i'm not against corporations per se But the fact of the matter is, is that they only reach the state that they reach now, generally by protections. No. Like I'm, I'm, I have nothing against Amazon per se, but I do question whether Amazon would be as big as it is without special government treatment to this point. No, you wouldn't have. Well, is that is that why he's getting those CIA contracts now for cloud storage? It's because he's played ball in the past. I hey, don't know. Don't, don't speculate on things like that. You'll end up, uh, you know, running into a. A lamp post in the morning. Oh, good. We should hope not. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, it's yeah, spot on. You know, um, we do have a right to protect our natural resources, buy the land, keep people from fucking it up. Yeah, but we don't have the right to buy the land anymore. Oh, that's you know? right. And, they and can be... take it from us for <laughs> eminent domain. I'm sorry. I thought we owned could own property. Oh wait, and then once we do own it, then they tax us to death on it. Even 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 after you buy it up front, you still have to pay rent on that property. Right. Yeah. In in perpetuity, you have to pay rent on that. You want to protect land? There you go. You know, drop taxes on it. When I buy it, I buy it. It's mine. Let me have it. And and you know what? You'll have people protecting the environment. You'll have people that that respect nature for what it is. And you know, what? I want acreage that is untouched. And maybe I go pull a few firewood logs out of there. Maybe I go hunting back there once in a while. Um, but for the most part, it's there and it's it's there. Nobody's gonna build there. No, you know. But you can't now because costs and gotta gotta pay the man we have people the world over you know billionaires that are actually doing that they're putting their money where their mouth is and they're buying their land and keeping it from other people you know but the thing is that's only good until somebody needs it eminent domain and coincidentally any to any the only thing that can take your property is a government or a private entity with a government on behalf of it well and that's yeah yeah that's private in air quotes i I, you know i don't know man everybody wants to protect natural resources but uh, i mean I almost want to roll the next one into that one. I think it should be. I'm so, kind of surprised that it um, has its own its own number, but uh, it does. Uh, you know, figure. the next one is right to local control of our own land. Uh, you should have control of your own land. That is the land you should have control of. You shouldn't have other than to like say to your buddy, hey, I think that land you have, this is an idea I think that you should do with it. You shouldn't have the say to make him do anything with his land. You know, you may call him an asshole at the next, you know, company or next uh <laughs> town picnic or yeah. whatever the hell it is whatever 
people do out church, there. Church potluck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, y- y- you have social ways of dealing with these things. Yeah. But it's not your land. Now, you can also go and inform all of the people around what he may be doing with that land, and then social pressure can mount and have him do the right thing. You know, and if he's somebody who you know, doesn't, uh, isn't jibing, you know, maybe, maybe it, it eventually comes down to, look, you're damaging all of us materially. So if whatever skill you have, we're going to not support you. You know, whatever it is that you bring to this is going to be the issue. You know, we're not going to buy your service anymore until you fix this or you're going to have to leave. See you. Yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. I agree. You know, you need to be voluntarily convince people that you're somebody worth being involved with. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, should be, the all of it, right? You don't want to do business with uh, someone you don't don't agree with, you don't trust, you don't, uh, you know. You have to now. This next one's going to be fun, Ben. It's going to be fun. Mm, mm, I was reading it. Yeah. Right to food security. <sighs> Foreign ownership hurts family farmers and raises serious national security concerns. A strict cap on foreign ownership of farms, farmland, and agribusiness should be set to ensure our right to food security. God, I, you know... I, like this one just totally, and, and maybe I haven't thought it through enough, but it's one of those that I'm just totally like, it blows my mind. Who Who is out there? I just don't know. And, I, and I've seen, I've seen this brought up before, specifically with, with pork and that like, you know, uh, it was not, not Stonyfield, the other pork, big, big pork people, Smithfield. They, you know, it's, it's a predominantly a majority Chinese owned business and they own hogs. And for some reason, and, and those pigs are raised here in, in the States. And for some reason, there's like this big concern that like, I don't know, the, the food is going to disappear from here, that people are going to take food out of the United States that is grown here and we're going to starve. I, 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 I'm not quite sure of the concern or the serious national well, security. Well, eventually China is going to have to send an army to collect all of that food if they really want it that bad. Well, that's where I go, right? Like, that's the next step. Like, okay, we're starving, and uh, this company wants to take this pig and take it somewhere. Kill me for I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that people are just going to be like, all right, see you, pig. I'm going to starve over here in the corner. Uh, you know, it's not going to happen. Come get it. Yeah. Charge me later. Yeah, right? So I, I, I don't I'm, – I'm, I'm not sure. So, well, no. So what this – a lot of this amounts to is the fact that who is one of the biggest people loaning money to our federal government? Yeah. The the whole like our our economy and their economy is propped up by us. All of our economies are propped up by each other. Like they can't topple our economy like all, all, without toppling their own economy because we buy all their shit. Mm. Until coronavirus kills us all. Yeah, right. Coronavirus. I believe when I see it. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not saying it can't be a thing. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, well, whatever it is. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Come on, this, is about, this is about the Farmer's Bill of Rights, <laughs> n- not propaganda campaigns. I That is what it is. So yeah. food security, it, it, it's funny is because that's a fancy way of putting it. When I see food security, I'm thinking, okay, well, you have the right to grow food in your own land and provide food. No one can, like, it's, it's this false premise that humanity is born to all this wealth. We're lucky that a lot of people for a lot of generations saved a lot of shit, built up some capital for generations before us, and they, you know, the fact of the matter is, is humanity's natural state is poverty. And if we were born the way that our ancestors were born, we'd have to go out and fight to live every fucking day. Yeah. We don't have to do that, luckily. Thank God. 
We we get to have more leisure than fucking generations before us by a long stretch. You know, I always say like the 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 life that the the Rockefellers lived is not, my life is better than their life materially. Now there's a I mean that's that's so much much bigger. No nobody actually like so many people uh, forget that right forget where we are and and how far we are and where we came from. You know, and and if we just kind of boil it all down, where we'd be again. You have a right to wake up and go out and on your land and till your own field. Yeah. That's what you have a right to. You do? Well, to some degree, until the government says they need to put a highway in. Well, once again, this this all boils down to the fact that you have those things until a government steps in the way. That's Any government appeal to help you in this is just going, it's just backlash. Because the only thing that has money enough to lobby and utilize the government are those large corporations who are protected by the APA. It's it all it's it's the most like literally they're lobbying for their their enslavement here. They're they're trying to ask for something to step in and do more of what's already destroyed them. Oh well, well we will we will get there. We will get there. Yeah, I and and maybe if somebody out there is like is, if there's something I am missing with this one on the on the food security issue, uh, I'm I'm open to listening to hearing because I just I it to me it seems so absurd that I just have a hard time understanding it. So because it's so absurd, um, I, I must be missing something. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. So um, number what is it? We're up to number seven. Number seven. Oh, this, is my, this is my favorite one because this is I got the best solution. Um, let's uh, let's what what is number seven? What do they say number seven is? The right to repair. Huge corporations and their Wall Street backers have gone so far as to prevent local businesses and farmers from fixing their own tractors and equipment, forcing them to pay corporate technicians to make all repairs. A farmer should have the right to fix his own equipment as he or she sees fit. Goddamn right they should. And who enforces intellectual property laws? Yeah, this is another one where you know I. I won't say that I'm I'm torn. I can almost understand both sides, right? You have the IP rights and like it's there. If there's no IP, this wouldn't be a problem, right? Um, at the same time, these farmers, uh, you do have the right to buy a Japanese Yanmar to, uh, you know, issue John Deere and say, see ya, dude, you guys want to do this. You want to create your business like that. I'm going to go find somebody else. And so that's there. And, it, you know, there's a little bit of trade-off at the same time. Yeah, right? It, it, this whole the huge corporations and their Wall Street backers have gone so far as to prevent local business. Who's the Wall Street backers? Right? You mean you mean District of Columbia backers? Like, we're not talking, you know. You mean publicly traded companies that all of your 401ks are in, all of your Roth IRAs. Like, you are the market. Like, all of that, like, money that's created there theoretically comes back to you. And I understand that it comes back tenfold to the actual traders. Because once again, you shouldn't have been forced into a market you didn't know jack shit about because, oh, wait, they went and sucked every piece of value out of your your economy and sucked every piece of value out of the value of your dollar. You shouldn't have been forced to have to gamble everything away in a stock market. But unfortunately, they did. And all those companies are the same companies that you have a right to go buy stock in. Now, that's that's listening to things Ben's way. I don't believe in intellectual property. It's not property. I didn't it's, say it's I believe the, in it. I, I, I was just saying that- It's the right to own ideas is bullshit. That was my idea. That was my idea, Nikki. You stole my idea. <sighs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I totally agree with them there. And, you know, the fact of the matter is IP exists only to protect people with lots and lots of money. They're the ones that go and set those rules. That's why Disney lobbies to have copyright extended every time it looks like they're going to lose the rights to the fucking mouse. 
Well, that's why they spent the Nazi mouse. That's why they spent eight billion dollars to have exclusive rights to Star Wars and uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like because telling people that they can't draw a fucking picture is big money for people that have money already. Yeah. No, I, IP is one of those that um, I don't know. I've I've heard I've heard both sides, and it's I just don't just go and listen to Stefan Kinsella. He's the only yeah. one who can dis- t- explain cogently enough why it's bullshit. He does. He does a, a mighty fine job. He really. It's it's uh it's good stuff. He had a really great interview on Buck Johnson's or Buck Rebel, whatever he's going by these days. Uh, Death to Tyrants podcast. Yeah, yeah. He, like, I, it is the most succinct I've heard him cover everything. And it's like 45 minutes to an hour of just straight fire on it. And like, if you don't walk away from that going, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't know what the issue might be. So, do. all right. Right to transparent labeling. This is like, wh- why is this in here? Well, it's in there because once again, the government steps in and tells people what they have to have on there. And then companies make up stupid buzzwords that don't mean anything like all natural and organic and we, we go back and look at our episode on words from uh, a couple months back i think that every human being has a right to ask companies to do that and when they don't you go to a company who will well that that's kind of where i'm at like a farmer should be able to label their food accurately and transparently including strong country of origin labeling standards then do it are, are they not allowed to? Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, are they not allowed to? Is there is there are there rules and restrictions that say like you cannot? You know, if if, if this what they're saying is that everyone should have to do it because they don't want the well, competition from Chinese owned farms or you know shipping over their their wares over here and not labeling them because they don't think that the standards that they're grown to are the same as the standards that we have over here, which may but, be true. Mm-hmm. But but if they continue to bring over a crappy product, people will stop buying it. Yeah, no, and and I think that, I mean that's always where it ends up, right? You know. Once again, this gets into the weeds with the whole we're subsidizing certain things and we're what's what's tariffing other things. So the whole the whole system is misshapen and warped. Some things make more money than they should. No you know. idea what a loaf of bread actually costs. Uh, I can guarantee you, it's not ninety nine cents. Well, I can guarantee you, it's not whatever it sells for. That's what mm-hmm. we can guarantee. I, I, I would, the whole system is so complicated. I couldn't begin to know where to go with that. Yeah. So yeah, that I just, I don't know. It was just one of those. It was like, uh, if you want to label your food, go ahead and label it. And nobody should tell you how to label your food. If that's something you want to label, look, if I don't want to label my food, that's fine. You want to label your can of food. That's great. And, and when I go to the store, well, the thing is, is they're acting as though it's not already heavily regulated. Like the labeling industry is so insanely regulated. The thing is, is that the way it's regulated means nothing. They've regulated it right. to uh, nonsense. None of this, none of the words mean anything. What if they're they're hoping for more, a bigger dictionary of words? I think what they're hoping for <laughs> what, is what could you go for? I think they're hoping to be the ones in control of the dictionary. They're, they want to be the ones arbiting everything, which is always <laughs> what these are. It's about yeah being the person that gets to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the frustrating thing about it. So. Number nine. Oh, number nine, number nine, number nine. I mean, I, I don't even know what to think of this one. What do they say this one means? So you get your, your right to rural opportunity. Now, according to some folks, like the USDA, that might be building a prison. I'm just going to put that out there. But they they say it's monopolies have hollowed our 
out local economies and taken away the traditional pathways of opportunity for free enterprise that helped communities thrive. No farmer should have to choose between continuing to operate their farm and getting access to good schools and health care. No farmer should have to choose between farming and providing a future for their children. Farmers need the right to basic services in rural communities. I wonder if that does, does that include like uh, your your. It seems like there was a big jump in there at some point. Well, you went from these kind of things that yeah maybe maybe okay I see that to this big like hey guess what you need to subsidize my life. Boss. Yeah, how did yeah. how did it jump from we need to have the ability to do our business without being adversely affected by people that are trying to put us out of business. To you need to provide me with things. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it, uh, they figured you got bored by by number eight, and they just uh, slapped that last one on for you. I, it's I it's it's just there to incense us. That's all it's there for is to piss you and me <laughs> off. <laughs> These two clowns are gonna do a podcast on this. We're gonna piss them off real good. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I I just. I mean. I I get. I get it. I get it. I I grew up in upstate New York. I grew up in the middle of the country. Like. I love it. I miss it. There are things that I miss about upstate New York that I will never, ever, ever, ever get back again, right? Like playing in the freaking Adirondacks, like playing in the in a stream that I grew up, my childhood is, is centered around this stream. For the record, my, my stream's not there anymore and it makes me sad. <laughs> exactly, right? It's very little now. It's, that's, that's life. That's how it goes. And like, yeah. y- you know, just because someone feels bad just because my daddy was a chimney sweep and you know nobody has a a chimney anymore doesn't mean you need to pay me to go clean freaking chimneys like that that, that's not how it works that's not how it works they have hoses that do it automatically now (laughs) but you know what i mean like that and that's and that's what this is this is like you know no farmer should have to choose between farming and providing a future for their children like no you you should have to choose and if food is that valuable if there's like a scarcity of farmers, then you won't have to choose between farming and your children. Yeah, if, if farming you is know, that valuable, like, you're going to be the most valuable person in an area. Right? That's the thing. Once again, if we go back to the subsidy situation, because no one knows what anything is actually valued at. I think food would actually be worth more and the farmers would make more money if we had anything resembling a, a real would. system. Um, but you have, I mean, God especially if you start getting into the fast food system and the way that like <laughs> that just balloons certain aspects of the you know the the farming industry once again you get into subsidizing corn things like that we won't get into how the dairy industry for years has affected things we won't get into how the sugar industry has affected Ooh. things uh dude, dude sugar you, 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 please just go and do some some research on the ways that the Something as simple as the food pyramid has affected <laughs> the subsidization of the farming industry for for what like seventy years, years now. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's been almost a hundred years. It's it's insane, and and it's it's frustrating because you know in 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 the ways that I, I don't even understand. I know what I was. You've you've pushed these people and you've you've disenfranchised them to to feeling like you need to take care of them, which. You know, I would say it's probably was the goal from the get-go is to make people feel like they need to be taken care of. But the industry is too important for them to feel like they have to rely on government. Farmers, you, you have all the rights you need to have and the ones in which you don't have. The only thing in your way is government. That's it. The, the, the people at the top that you're asking to help protect you. Same thing with those people that are afraid that the big uh, telecoms are going to ke- ruin their internet. You have all the rights you need to have. The only thing that can make it worse for you is the thing you're asking to fix the problem for you. Yeah, that's uh, how how it, how it boils down. Did we do we mention who this who we got our email from? By the way, do we do we want to throw his name out? 
Are we allowed to? He, I don't know. He's Hawaiian. I don't know um, if that makes a difference or not. Uh, he didn't say don't, as far as I know. Uh, Brady Stewart, thanks for sending in the email, boss. And if if you didn't want to hear your name, I apologize. Um, tell us. Tell us. Tell us next time. Tell us next time. Yell at Nick. He's an asshole. He can take it. <laughs> Oh, good man. I, I you would think you would think, but um, there there was nothing nothing salacious in that that email. Um, no, I mean it was it it was a good topic. I wish more people would send us things to talk about because then we don't have to get here and go, oh, dude, what are we gonna talk about tonight? I don't know. Let's talk about that that little anti Greta girl next week. <laughs> next week, kids. Next are, week. Are we talking about anti Greta next week? I don't know. I, did, did I just uh, pigeonhole us? Maybe. Um, I mean, I don't mind being locked into having to talk about things. So, all right. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out with us. Uh, if you said, if there's something you want to hear us talk about and kind of do some for research sure. on, please let us know because it's more fun when we have direction. I like like having people. Like my other podcast, I have like a lot of a bunch more listeners, but nobody ever like talks to me and mm-hmm. lets me know how they think about the show. Whereas this one, I think we have like a, mo- a smaller audience, but it's by far like a a more engaged audience. Much more vocal. You're angry. You're angry people. Well, it's this is such an important thing, and I'm glad I've actually been seeing a lot more people on our side of things talking about it recently. I'm a little pissed they're stealing my thunder, but you know, I'm glad it's getting talked about. That's that's the, I feel like that's kind of where. Where we wanted to go, right? Like that. This this is such a big issue and it's such a big topic, and like no one on our side owns it. Like it, nobody. It's it's there for us to take, and it needs to be an issue that we understand and can can answer. You know. But yes, our email freemarketsgreenearth at gmail dot com. Send an email, even if it's just to say hi. You know, it's nice to to get a little ding in my inbox. Just gonna say, you know. So nice. So uh, all right. Well. Y'all have yourselves a good evening, and we're gonna we're gonna duck out here. Go nice. go sh- go! Share this with people. Let them know. Go wherever you rate these things and rate us or stuff. I guess. So we'll see. We'll see about doing these live in the future. I actually thought it was fun. It was nice to have some people actually talking to us. I know we're you you and me record ungodly late for most of the world, so there is that. <sighs> there is that. But hey, hey, it, it's only late for like the East Coast, man. I guess. All right. I mean, you know. So. All right, folks. Thank you. See podcast is a proud creation of the Mad Audio Lab. For more information, check out madaudiolab.com. Free Markets Green Earth is part of the Liberty Hippie Podcast Network. If you like what we do, be sure to check out Homesteads and Homeschools, Peace Freaks, Cannabis Heals Me, and This Week in Liberpods. We're living proof that libertarian doesn't mean washed up Republican.